Hello, hello, hello out there. I'm so glad to see you again. This is Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast, and I am your host, Asian K or Keisha, whichever you want to call me, as long as you call me. I am here to discuss something that I learned over the weekend. Before we get into the tea, I want to tell you what is Imperfectly Perfect, the podcast. So Imperfectly Perfect is me discussing issues that I have found out during the week, put a little Keisha spin on it or Agent K spin and discuss it so that you will be able to discuss it or provoke a thought in your head to discuss it with other people. So I want to get into the tea and the tea is real today. I mean, it is real today. So today I, I want to discuss something I learned thanks to Joy Reed and her show, The Readout. So on Friday, she had a brief little segment at the end of her show about critical race theory. And critical race theory is something I had heard about, but did not understand what it was. So I thought, you know, this could be a good subject to discuss today because I don't think a lot of us know what critical race theory is. So critical race theory is an academic movement of civil rights scholars and activists in the United States who seek to critically examine the law as it intersects with issues of race and to challenge mainstream liberal approaches to racial justice. I am reading this definition from Wikipedia. It also examines social and cultural and legal issues as they relate to race and racism. So this is a movement that started in the 1970s after several American legal scholars decided to discuss how the law intersects with race. And this movement started in the mid seventies. It grew in the 1980s to include critical law studies that focus mainly on race, but both are rooted in critical theory, which argues that social problems are influenced and created more by societal structures and cultural assumptions than by individual and psychological factors. So critical race theory is loosely unified by two common things. The first one is white supremacy, societal racism, which exists and maintains power through the law. And the second is transforming the relationship between law and racial power and also achieving racial emancipation and anti-subordination more broadly as possible. So this is a fancy way, and I'm gonna break it down. This is a fancy way of saying, the what if game. 
So critical racial theory examines things that have happened and say, what if XYZ was in place? Or what if the law did not only include white Americans, but also include the brown and black Americans or other people of color? And how the law would change if it did. So the reason why I am talking about critical race theory is because a state is taking cultural race theory off their curriculum. And I should give you a moment to think about it. It has to be one of the 44 states that have law suppression bills on the either Senate or House floors of their state or has already signed the law into effect. So you're probably thinking about Georgia. Well, I can tell you right now it's not Georgia, but I have a feeling Georgia will not be far behind. We're looking at Texas. So Texas has just signed the law for voter suppression, which is still being challenged by the people of Georgia. I mean, Texas. But they also signed the law to take critical race theory off the educational curriculum. Why is the question? And I can only sum it up by one thing and say, they don't want thinkers. So let me explain. Even though this is a theoretic or academic movement, it's causing people to think. I know when I was a kid, my grandmother used to tell me stories about how she grew up in Alabama under the end of Jim Crow and how it's way different than living in New York. And then my mom, who also grew up in Alabama, would tell me how she grew up and how it's way different than New York. So the question always that I would say is the what if. What if this establishment that is in New York was in Montgomery, Alabama or Birmingham, Alabama? how that would change that, that particular state or how that would change the mindset of the people. Critical race theory is similar to the what if game, but it takes all the stuff that we see as bad across the country and actually say, if we had XYZ in place, how would this situation change? So most of this stuff with critical race theory and critical legal studies, look at historical perspective. So the question is, what if XYZ was in place when Malcolm X was assassinated or when Martin Luther King was assassinated 
or if these steps were in place when slavery was here or Jim Crow or anything like that. And we can also put it in perspective of what's going on right now. What if XYZ was in place, would George Floyd still be alive? Or would anyone who was unnecessarily assassinated people of color was around? And we can all say their name at this point. What if we didn't have no knock warrants? And with this critical race theory and critical legal studies, it actually gets us to think about how these things that happen either in our immediate past or in our history could have been different and we can learn from those mistakes. Now, when you hear a state that is sitting down there choosing to eradicate this from their school curriculum, you're sitting down there saying, wow, what kind of person they're trying to grow? I wanna say I was very, very happy to be able to learn other ways to think. Most of my learning, not outside of my mom and my grandmother, was from books and my education. And I don't know if the terms of critical race theory or critical legal studies were even in my hemisphere throughout all my educational years, but it is now. And because I learned about critical race theory, I'm sitting here wondering if these states that are trying to eradicate critical race theory or critical legal studies and or, are they trying to eradicate the notions of thinkers? And when you learn a new way of thinking or a new way of feeling, it is systematic. It is something that spreads from one person to another to the whole community. And when you're taking away something like this that could change not only my future, but children's futures, older Americans' futures, it is eradicating free thought. And do we want robots versus individuals? So this weekend, outside of watching Joy Reid, I was watching The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. Last couple of years, I have became a slight Star Wars Marvel uh, fan. And the Bad Batch starts with Order 66. And what you don't know about Order 66 is 
is the order that is programmed in all the clones to eradicate the Jedi. And the Bad Batch are clones, but they have some kind of quote unquote defect that makes them special. And because of this defect, they also have a lot of free thought. And you can't even really call it a defect. It's something that makes them special. And each one of them don't need someone to tell them what to do. They know what to do and they can formalize a plan to do it versus a regular clone who has to wait for someone to tell them something. Hence, Order 66. If you think of critical race theory as the bad batch, and in this show, they are trying to capture the bad batch for, as well as the young girl Omega or Omega, you sit down there and you just like, okay, I get it. They're trying to eradicate free thought in the clones. These guys have free thought. If you think of it as critical race theory, Texas and other states who have these laws on their floors are trying to eradicate free thought. And this also says with the new voter suppression bill in many of the states, including being passed in Georgia and Texas, that they're all on board of eradicating free thought. So how does this affect us? There's always the first. So Georgia was the first for the voter suppression bill that would basically affect majority African-American and other people of color. Texas followed. Now, if we all eradicate free thought, which is critical race theory and voting, you are coming up with non, with people who does not have the ability to think on their own, i.e. clones. Personally, if I had to choose, I wanna be the bad batch. Even though they aren't really the bad batch, they just are seen as the bad batch because they have free thought. When you eradicate something that makes a group of people better, the question is, why? Why eradicate it? Why to make it disappear? And when you do things like that, you just basically are telling people, you are not allowed to think the way I think. I think freely. And if you're taking away my free thought, what are you creating? Someone who just does what you say because you said it, whether it was right or wrong. So if you put it in the terms of the bad batch, which one would you wanna be? Someone who has free thought or someone who follows the norm?
I would think as a human being, you would want free thought. Because that's what makes us all special, that we have free thought. But how do we really get free thought? By what we are taught and learned. What we allowed ourselves to do. But if you take away the options, am I truly making an informed and conscious decision on who I am and where I want to be? I would love to hear your voices on this. So there are a couple ways you can get in contact with me. You can hit me up on Twitter, which is imperfectpod. That's I-M-P, the word perfect, and the word pod all together. Or you can email me at imperfectlyperfectpod at outlook.com. Imperfectlyperfectpod at outlook.com. I look forward to hearing what you have to say about this. I encourage you to research critical race theory as well as critical legal studies because this is not the end of this discussion. There are other states who have these bills on their floors, just like there's other states that have voter suppression on their floors. And it looks like, and I don't wanna make assumptions, but it does look like those states that have the voter suppression also have eradicating critical race theory from the curriculum. Think about that for a second. As always, this is the Imperfectly Perfect Pod. You can hear us on various platforms. We are growing. Please, I would love to hear your point of view. And I will speak to you soon. Goodbye now.